Hey, business building warrior. Hope you're having a great weekend. If you're listening to this right when it comes out, it's on a Saturday. This is our weekend update. A weekend update, if you're new around here, just means we've gone back in time, maybe a few days, a few weeks, or a few months, and we've grabbed some inspirational, informational, helpful tips and strategies from recently popular episodes where we've typically interviewed a guest who's a success story from our community, and we put them on the stage and we talk to them about what's working, what isn't, what challenges are they facing, what strategies can they share with us, excuse me, about their business. So let's dive into this weekend update in just a moment, and you're going to hear the clips that we've compiled for you today. But before we do that, a couple things about this show. First, if you're brand new around here, you should know the vast majority of our episodes are, as I just described, interviews with successful students from our community. We've got a free Facebook group. As I'm recording this, over 72,000 people from around the world using the strategies we teach to build beautiful businesses online. Jump in there if you're not a member yet. Silentgem.com has the link. The other thing that all of these people have in common that you've heard on the hundreds of episodes of this show are the fact that they're using the Proven Amazon course strategies to grow their business. Now, inside the Proven Amazon course, you will find dozens of helpful modules that can meet you where you are and take you to the next level. So we have students who have 10,000 or 20 or $50,000 or more businesses who study the content in the Proven Amazon course. And we have brand new people who've never sold anything online, and they're not even sure if this is a business that's right for them or not. We've got modules for everyone. The course grows with you. So that's the other thing that all of our guests on this show have in common is they are successful students of those strategies. So we're very proud of the fact that we've compiled hundreds of interviews with those students. If you want to see even more success stories, jump into our free Facebook group, like I mentioned, at silentgym.com. There's a link to the course. There's a link to our coaching, all that good stuff. Something else I want to put on your radar before we jump into the content for this weekend episode is the fact that July 6th through 8th of 2023, you want to circle that on your calendar and plan to join us in Columbus, Ohio, as hundreds of listeners to this show gather along with nearly all of our coaching team. We have about 60 coaches. Hundreds of listeners to this podcast are successful coaching students, proven Amazon course students, all the sponsors who can't wait to be a part of the excitement. We're all going to go to Columbus, Ohio, July 6th through 8th for our 11th annual get together with over 40 breakout sessions for content for absolutely every stage of Amazon experience or e-commerce experience. If you're brand new, just checking it out, you're going to love this event. If you've got a $100,000 a month business and you're looking to expand, you're going to love this event. You need to be there. It's great networking. You're going to have a blast. If you've listened to a handful of episodes recently, you've heard us talking about it. If you have questions, get over to theprovenconference.com. Odds are we answer all your questions there. Again, the website. Remember these three words for our July 6th through 8th event. These three words, The Proven Conference. Go check it out. Hey, let's get into the weekend update. Can't wait to show you what we've got for you today. I had, I forgot how I got reached into with the, the coaching, but I, either somebody reached out to me or I, re, I think I reached out to somebody on your team. And I said, you know, I'm interested in the coaching. And then I had the call with... Deborah, maybe? Deborah. You said her name. Yes. I think we've only got one lady on the phone right now at the office. Yes. And she was so helpful. And, you know, she told me 
how it works and everything else. And I, and I was like, listen, I was like, I need this. Like, I'm not going to go and be successful if I don't know what I'm doing. And watching the courses over and over isn't going to help me. So I decided to sign up with the coaching. It was probably mid-September. About a month ago. Yeah, definitely a month ago. And then I went forward with the the coaching. I set up my first call with Gail. And uh, from that one call that I, the first call I had with her, all she needed to do was just kind of show me how to look for products and just basically show me hands-on. And the next day, I probably found about 10 products. You found 10 good replens, now that we know what that is, right? Yes. And you did that one day, your first day. First day. That's fantastic. Yeah. How are those replens going for you so far? Amazing. <laughs> well, out of the, not all 10, but I would say about three out of the 10, I can't even stock them fast enough. Basically. Sure. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about them without creating competitors for yourself. So I found a grocery item, basically. Uh, it was a two pack. Thankfully, I haven't gotten any of the uh, GTIN issues on that one. I did get it on a few other listings, but I sold out of those. So I said, all right, well, let me, let me try this. You know, I, so I bought five to test. And after I got off the phone with my coach, the next day she told me how to, to do the FBA. And she's like, you know, definitely do it. So yeah. I had bought like raises and I didn't even care to make a profit on them. I just wanted to use it as like a test run. Sure. Um, and I bought them like, I bought 10 of them. So I said, you know what? I'm going to send this. I already have them. I'm going to send them into FBA. That next day, created the shipment, sent them in. Which by the way, they just got checked in yesterday. That first package. Since then, I've sent out about 30. But even just to break even, I just said, I just want to get the feel of it. So the next day, I found this product, one bundle, which was great. I'm like, I'm selling it for 20 bucks. I pay six, well, it's like five and change. It was like six bucks. I'm paying for it. Sent them in. It took a while for them to get checked in, but all five of them sold out an hour. One hour. Like, One hour. <laughs> I was like, wait a what second. What are you making? Eight, eight, seven, eight dollars net profit, yeah. I'm guessing, kind of approximately, yeah. right? For, I yeah. keep my profits anywhere between, like, some of them are 20. Some of them are, most of them are 30 and above. But like when I first started, I kept them 20. Some of them were like 15 because I was just going with the flow. This one is about 20%. So I'm like, okay, now I got to get more. Thankfully, Fresh Direct, which is right near my house, they delivered them the next day. And they, they, there's no max. Like I came across a lot of stores that I buy from. There's like a max 12 or a max 10 that you can buy. So buying them every day. This, there's no max. So they, they literally that store is no max. So you're you're sourcing locally, local retail stores, having some of it delivered online. Yeah. But it's it's coming from a local store. Yes. Okay. So you haven't really ventured truly into OA online. Oh no, I have. Oh, oh have no. you? Okay. Yeah, this was just the first one. We're just getting cool. rolling. Oh yeah. That was like it was so easy. Like I was like, wow. And they delivered it right to my door. Yeah. I gave the guy, you know, a five dollar tip. I was like, thanks, you know. And that's how I've been buying that product. They literally deliver it right to my door. Like the, the truck comes, the refrigerated truck, it comes, it drops it off. And that's been like one of my greatest products. A refrigerated truck? You're not selling a cold item, are you? No, they just come in a refrigerated truck. 
I got you. Okay. So I was like, okay. So now I know. So then I started, the, that was the, the second day after I spoke with my coach. So now every day I've been taking like, I would get all my work done for my, my daytime job. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to keep like a few hours just to source. And there are days where I can source and find 20 products. But I'm telling you, I am putting in the work. It's not happening in 20 minutes. Right. There are days that I am doing sourcing for five hours. So when I like when people like just when I see people like, oh, you know, it's easy. It's not easy. Like I'm going to be, it's not. You'll never hear that from me. (laughs) It is not easy. And there are days that sometimes I don't finish my work till six o'clock. And then if I know I have nothing to do at at night, we'll we'll have dinner and then I'll go back on my computer and I'm there till 10, 11 o'clock at night. This was in the beginning because I was so gung-ho to find the products. Yeah. I I just wanted to keep, I just wanted to keep sending in products. Yeah. So the first, probably the first week, I'm going to say, I was sourcing probably like five hours each day, even on the weekends. Found a lot of products. You know, how many do you have now? Total replens. Whether they're good replens, I mean, right now I have like I have over a hundred products listed. The ones that are selling profitably have sold profitably are selling profitably for you. How many would you say? Uh, probably about fifty. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's tremendous, and you're, you're a couple months in tops. Not even two months. Yeah. Which is kind of our definition of a good replan. So let me just fill in the gap a little bit if someone's new and they're listening to this and like, what are they talking about? Replan, Kipa, what is all that? I encourage you to go back and listen to podcast episode 369 to learn what Kipa is and why we love it. It's a tool, very inexpensive, about 20 bucks a month. No matter where you live in the world, it's going to help you identify what we call underserved listings. I really like that terminology. Does that resonate with you as I say it, Stephanie? Underserved listings on Amazon? Yes. You're not really looking for profitable products so much. Right. You're looking for underserved listings. And Keepa helps you do that. I'm curious, have you been through the advanced Keepa training yet inside the Proven Amazon course? I've been through some of it, yes. Brian Olson's... Yeah. That's how I learned about the list of sellers. Exactly. To pull the list of sellers. You find other sellers. You kind of look at what else they're doing. You sell alongside their most profitable, underserved listings. right? And you can get really good really fast at finding great opportunities. And I like how you started with products you're familiar with. Yes. Not trying to determine... To be clear, you weren't trying to determine, is this product profitable? That's where most people start. Instinctually so. That's where an eBay seller... Sometimes eBay sellers are some of our biggest challenges because they're thinking, okay, is this a profitable product? Yes or no? Like, Well, on some listings mixed in with a blue marker, it actually is. But on other listings sold as a three-pack by itself, no, it's a waste of time. right? So where are those underserved listings where there's opportunity for this product? That's the replans game. Yes. And so you start off maybe searching for your favorite dry erase marker, but you have to bunny trail around and see where all it appears, what other markers are popular right now, what other markers are in underserved listings. That bunny trailing is where you spend your time and, and you've been able to find 50 relatively fast moving, nice velocity replin products. Congratulations. Thank you. I have like my own little system, I guess. 
Yeah. Oh, you always will. And you'll kind of develop over time. And we've got best practices and standard operating procedures. And as you hit $10,000 in sales a month, and then 30, and then 50, and 100, you know, and then you're automating, and then none of it's in your house. You know, the people who have the cleanest offices and cleanest homes are the people running the bigger businesses, <laughs> right? You slowly offload all of this and your margins come down because you're paying others to manage the business, but your time is freeing up, right? right. That's the trade off. Yeah, I you're on a great path. You're you're doing a lot of things right, and you're learning the business. This is the way. This is the trajectory we love to see. I call this the period of intense focused effort. That's the that initial stage. Some people want to skip that and just say, "Okay, I want to just write a check, and somebody else does all of this." No, that's not how it works. You're not going to develop the proper instincts to manage your team well, to know when you're making good decisions as the leader. No one's going to care more about your business than you do. Right. I mean, you deal with business owners when you do taxes. Have you ever met somebody who has someone in their life who cares more about their business than the business owner? <laughs> no. no. It's on you. It's, yeah, it is. You've it got is. to know how this thing works. It's, it's funny you say that because all the time that I was spending on sourcing, I had to ask my coach, I'm like, you know, should I get a VA? And I even answered my own question. I'm like, you know what? No, I shouldn't. And the reason why is because I... Not that I like to spend all that time finding the products, but I know I can find more products than a VA. Like if a VA is sending me five a day and I can find 15, for me, it's like, it's not, not that it's not, it's not cheap. I mean, it's not expensive. Yeah. I'm not saying I won't have one in the future, but right Right. now I know the way I'm sourcing and the products I'm finding. And I know like, I don't have to go and vet them. I know what I, what it's weird. I'll find more than a VA right now. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And I, I would encourage you. Now, if you're still saying that same thing six months from now, we'll have to talk. You're right. two months in. Yeah, do the work. Set a high standard. Mm-hmm. Show your VA or whoever it is that comes in next to start doing that part. Like, hey, here's what I typically do. I want you to get to that level. I've been doing it this way for a while now. What I do works, right? That's the big light bulb moment. Once you're able to find replans and you kind of start to see them everywhere... That's it's such an exciting thing. It's almost an addiction to it. I can lose myself in hours of research. Anytime. Yes, thank you. You took the words out of my mouth. You took the words right out of my mouth. It is like an addiction, and I just I wait for the moment where if I don't find like ten in an hour, I'm like, all right, it's time for me to stop. I'll restart tomorrow. But yeah. if I'm finding them, yeah, and it's been five hours. Yeah. I'm not stopping until I find it, a dead one. It, it's almost, Stephanie, it's almost like that. You know, I, I've got a couple of video games. I don't play a lot of video games. I got a, like a golf game on my phone. I'll settle into in the evening sometime. And that little, you know, innocent dopamine hit, it can very easily become an addiction. Be careful, especially guys. Like if you're spending more than a little bit of time every week on video games, you're, you're wasting the best years of your life. Please stop. But that little thrill of the hunt and that achievement and that little gold star, it's that, except you're building your financial future. You're actually establishing a, a, an income stream in a business that's going to change the directory and trajectory of your family's income, right? But it's that same kind of thrill of the hunt challenge. You know, you're it finding new little five, ten, twenty, fifty, hundred dollar a month income streams just sitting there. Yeah, and it becomes discouraging. I, you know, there are days where I'm not. I'm like, oh, I only found one, and you know, it's like, all right, what if this happens again? And I get discouraged. I'm not even going to lie. I do, and I'm like, all right, I just. To stop, stop for the rest of the day and restart tomorrow. That's the mm-hmm. only way I can actually get out of that whole like little rut where I'm like, 
oh, not finding anything. Yeah. And, and having talked to and coached a lot of people who have been at the stage you're at and then gone on to do great things, I just want to encourage you. You're coming across to me, at least, as a very you know type A driven, get the job done. I measure the quality of a day at the end of the day based on what I got done that day. Like You really hold yourself accountable to that day's results, right? Yes. Yesterday doesn't matter. Tomorrow's not here yet. What did I get done today? And that that mentality, while it serves a very useful purpose and it keeps us driven, you know, and, and motivated and forward focused, you need to look at your trajectory. Like if we charted, honestly charted your trajectory, where were you two months ago or even three months ago? Where were you a week later, a week later? We and we just took a week at a time, or even we'll be able to three, four, five, six months from now, we'll be able to look at a month at a time, right? So look at the movie. A day is a snapshot. Let's look at the movie. Let's watch the whole... You get so much more information out of the, the timeline of a story developing. And if you look back over your shoulder and see where you were, even a, a month or two months ago right now, yeah. and then you play that trajectory forward, that's very encouraging. You can have some bad days. You can have some rough moments. You can have some bad weeks. You can have some down months. But what's the trajectory of what we're building here? right? What do, what are we characterized by? becomes important because one of the, and here's the, the main point of what I wanted to say to hopefully to encourage you is especially those of us with a driven, driven type personality, we ridiculously overestimate what we're going to be able to cram into a day. We do it to ourselves all the time. All the time. But we underestimate even more dramatically what we're capable of if we maintain this slow, steady, comfortable pace in the right direction for say six months or a year. We underestimate where that's taking us. So we need to spend some time thinking about thinking about it that way. Like even if I only maintain this barely acceptable standard for myself on a weekly, whatever that, you know, 10 replans a week, let's say, where am I six months from now? What are the numbers of that business? And even if I wait six months to hire a virtual assistant. You know, where am I a year from now? If, if even if I wait to offload some of these prep challenges that I'm facing, you know, that getting the stuff ready, piling up my garage, you know, what's this look like as I take these small steady steps in the right direction six months or a year from now? And, and those numbers are phenomenal. I've seen it play out over and over again. It's such a stable business model too. Oh yeah. For sure. So just to I say all that to encourage you. Yeah, no, it's definitely encouraging because I, I did the in the beginning, I'm like, I'm going to find 20 replans a week. And then I was driving myself crazy. And then I just kind of was like, all right, well, however many I find is how many I find. You know, that's just the way it's going to be. And the only thing I will say is that if I have items that like just came today, just say, and they're all sitting in boxes in my living room, I am going to prep them and I'm going to label them by the, by the end of the night. That's it. That is what I hold myself to every yeah. single day. The velocity of your inventory. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and you you are in this stage of intense focused effort. And the people that get burnout in this business, they stay in that period of intense focused effort, doing it all themselves. You've got about nine months or so where you can do that. I've seen people go a little longer, not many. <laughs> They're superhuman. That you've got to get some other people in there. Yeah. Uh, the, the people well, I've I am looking into a prep center now. Mm-hmm. Because a, it, a prep center or even a neighbor across the street. Single moms, some extra time on their hands. You know, anyone can put stuff in a box and tape and label, right? I mean, you can train someone how to do this stuff in an hour or two, and they're competent. Uh, so, you know, whatever solution you come up with, but just getting that help in. 
that allows you to free up to do the things that only you can do, doing the parts of the business that bring the most profit. And yeah. typically, I don't know if you've heard me say this before or not, Stephanie, but the thing I encourage most people to do the first hire is someone else who's as good as you are at finding more profitable replens, going out and finding new revenue. That's the first person you should hire for any business. That's actually, you know, you do accounting and some, you know, the books and record keeping for small businesses. I would say that for any business. If someone's like, I, I just, I'm swamped. I got to bring in some help. I need help. Who's that first person they should hire? Every single time, the person you should hire is someone who brings in more revenue. Right. That's just good, solid. Yeah. Because it helps cover the additional expense of whatever you do next then. Mm-hmm. Versus the convenience hires, I call them. Like, ah, oh, it just drives me nuts having to do this part of my business. I'm going to go hire somebody. Like, no, that may not be the best person to hire. Yeah. It may drain for me, faster. For me, I, I have like OCD. I, for me, like if I'm not prepping it, it better be out of my sight and I don't see it. If I have to see it and it's wrong, I'm going to lose my mind. That's just me. That's just yeah. who I am. But I did have my son label items the other night. He was like, mom, really? I'm like, you can help your mom, please. <laughs> but he did. And, and that was helpful because it took what, however long it took an hour to label all these products. That hour I was able to, to do something else with. Yes. So he labeled them all and you know it, it was helpful. So I knew like I'm going to need a prep center because how, I'm... How old is your son? 11. 11. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. That is such time well spent. He will remember that too. Yeah, this, you know the, those times that we had our kids contribute even in small ways to our business. You know, we we've had them like put stickers on all the you know fun funny stickers have to be on all these boxes. You know, meaningless, trivial, seemingly. Although when you think about it, you know, making somebody smile who has a tedious job, maybe opening eight million boxes a day, and some of them have happy stickers from a two year old that drew a little smiley face. They're going to remember that. It's a highlight of their day, right? So there's value there. But yeah. any way you can incorporate in and get them. Like this is our family's identity. This is our business. This this is how we serve others. This you know money doesn't just fall from the sky. You have to oh, do yeah. things and serve mm-hmm. and work. And you can bring that into your home. Yeah. Some beautiful lessons there, for sure. Where do you want to go from here? I think you've got us pretty much up to date, right? Yeah, I mean, right now was it Sunday? I was Sunday. I hit ten today. Ten thousand. Ten thousand was for a rolling thirty. Yeah. Congratulations. Like, thank you. Right now, five days later, I'm almost at 13,000. For rolling 30. Yeah. That's awesome. That so, is really yeah. good. You're, you're driven for sure. You're on a, yeah. you're on a great trajectory. Do you ever... I, mean, I am spending, you know, uh, thankfully I had the capital. So sure. I knew whatever I didn't sell on Amazon, I was going to sell somewhere else. Yeah. But just from, just from the 10,000, I think my cost of goods sold was about 4,500. You're, I'm sorry, your what was 45? Just my inventory. Oh, your cost of goods sold. Right. right. You, yeah. You're an accountant bookkeeper. I forgot. <laughs> You've spent about $4,500 on inventory. You've got about 10000 in sales. And you've still got a lot of inventory sitting on the shelf. Oh, yeah. As well. You're probably rolling, what, about a 25 30% net margin? 30, 30%. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Fantastic. So well done. Mm. It's working and I keep doing it. Today I was like, I'm talking with Jim. I'm not gonna source. I'm just gonna get my work done. Yeah, well, I did I, I found three products this morning. So I was like <laughs> You cheated. You got it. No, that's beautiful. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I can't help it when we go new places with a family trip or something, a vacation, and I'll walk in and I'll see an unusual store and like, 
I'm going to go take a few pictures. I can't help myself. <laughs> take a few pictures of the shelf, send it to our VA, you know, do a little yeah, research. I mean, it's, here's another tip for others. You know, when I see a slow, like a sale, if I get an email like Walmart or Target or is having like a, a rollback sale. But never Walmart. You never notice Walmart doesn't do that. Walmart does. The, the app well, does it. They'll have, yeah, they will have like clearance. It's any seasonal stuff. You're, you're, you, they'd mark their prices up and down, but yeah, not as aggressive as like a place like Target or Kroger or some of the others where you can just like clean up. Well, he has a great example and I, I'm knocking myself in the head for it, but they had the Keurig, the single Keurig Walmart, right? They were $89. I saw them listed for like $150. I said, all right, fine. This is the greatest story. I buy six of them because they only allow you to buy six. They sell out immediately. Then I, I get an, I think it was on the app. The Keurig machines went down to, and I paid $89 for them. They went down to $49. Now I bought every color. I'm like, $49. I bought all the colors, the different colors, the same ones that I bought and sold already. So I returned the, the $89 ones that I, well, I returned them that were, were already sold. Right. And I got the rest for $49. Right. Sold out of those immediately. Still selling them for one forty. Yeah. So now Walmart raised their price. Walmart is now at one forty. When they were originally at eighty nine, down to forty nine. Now they're one forty. So my point was, if you get like a sale, it doesn't have to be from Walmart. It could be from anywhere, and you mm-hmm. you're like, wow, that's really cheap. But you see that it's knocked down fifty dollars. Go and check it on Amazon. See what it's selling for. If you see it's profitable, buy it. Buy two. Buy three. There's no reason not to. Right. Yeah. I call those the Easter egg opportunities. You know, they're, yes. You never know what you're going to get. They happen. Take advantage of those opportunities. Absolutely. There's some people who stay just in that arena and do quite well. The yeah. Easter egg hunt, you know, knowing like, hey, I better go clear the shelf. This opportunity is here today, gone tomorrow. Get it while you can. Uh, but the replens model is so much more boring and tedious and it just it slow building. But it's nice because you can step away from it and it just rolls. You could take three or four days off and do nothing. And the sales just continue right on rolling through. (laughs) It's pretty amazing as you build the momentum of it. But why not take advantage of those great sale opportunities, those flip, one-time flips and stuff? Absolutely. No reason not to. Just, you know, I saw it. I jumped on it. I said, I'm going to do it. Once you know how to research, and it's not just a matter of, the price being higher on Amazon either. One of the basic skills you learn early on in our program is just because the price is high on Amazon doesn't mean there's actually people paying that much money for it. It could be sitting there not selling to anybody. That mm-hmm. Keurig could be sitting on another listing for $280. And you're thinking, whoa, buy it for $50, sell for $280. I'm going to go buy them. Well, no. There's only been one sale in the past six months at that price point on that listing. Don't yeah. sell against that one. Find the one that Keepa says people are actually buying. Exactly. The skills we teach you. Are, are people actually buying at that price is an important information for you to, to figure out before. Because you make your money when you buy your inventory, not when you sell it. Does that right. make sense? Yes. I teach people. Your research is done on the front end. You put all the pain on the front end. So you're only buying winning products. Right. Or products at least at the worst case that you can get rid of break even or at a slight loss. You're not buying a bunch of inventory you're going to have to take a bath on I think that's why it takes me longer to... That's why I put so much time into it because I'm not buying products that are that I know I could lose on. So, right. so I'm keeping it above 40%. So... Yeah. 
ROI. Yeah. yeah. For, for me, I just, I'm like, if I probably only took one hard loss on mm. anything that I've sold already. Even if I, even if I break even, I'm okay because I'm still in the, you know, the beginning stages. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's probably why it takes me a lot longer because I want those higher profit products. Yeah. And this is a great study. If, if you run the system the way that it's taught, your worst case scenario is occasionally you're going to have some products that you got to get rid of and kind of break even on. Right. But you're not going to end up with like so many Amazon sellers have who have gone through those, you know, those YouTube videos you were talking about earlier, the five and $10,000 courses. That's just the start. Then you've got software that costs hundreds of dollars and all the research. And then you've got a garage full of product. They're going to teach you how to market. And then when it doesn't sell, which is the case about 90 to 95% of the time, it doesn't sell, even though you've done all the research and done everything right. Well, now you've truly taken a huge loss. We don't let you buy inventory that you're going to take a huge loss on. We just don't allow it. That's a risk you just we don't allow you to take with the systems we teach. So right. you're doing it. You're doing it beautifully. And as this scales out, where do you think you're going to be? You have it's like a six month, you know, kind of target here or one year. What are you thinking? My go- well, here's my goal. Being that it's Q4, and I'm just kind of throwing in those Easter egg hunts. My goal by the end of the year is fifty thousand. I want to be at fifty thousand total sales. Total sales. Yeah, have it have started basically, you know, Septemberish. Yeah. yeah. So, so four months yeah. and fifty grand of sales at approximately thirty points margin. That's what you're looking for, net margin. Yeah. That's not bad at all for starting up a new business. You you deal with other small business owners. I mean, that's a pretty attractive business model right there. Yeah. In your spare sure. time fitting it into the cracks. A lot of the very wide cracks, but yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, five hours at a time is no joke, right? Where you'll start to see the trade-off is it's an, an investment in the efficiency and the scalability of your business. Right. So it's not a matter of going out and buying all the right software tools and then starting to painfully apply them to your business. It's, okay, I'm spending a lot of time repricing my inventory. I wonder if there's a tool that could automate this process and be 95% as good as I am. But I don't have to touch it. You're like, well, yeah, hey, here's a here's for $50 a month. Here's something that does that. It's like, wow, I'm freeing up 10 hours a month of my time, or if not more, for 50 bucks. Yeah, I'll do that. So that so you kind of just piece them on over time. You don't run out and buy them all and then try to figure out how to use them. That's not how it works. But let's jump back to the conversation. And this is just me kind of brainstorming with you now, because everybody's gonna have different financial goals and different comfort levels. One of the like, you know, when I'm talking with a married couple, for example, and they're talking about, you know, let's say it's a it's a wife who's really excited about this business and the husband's a little more skeptical or vice versa. Like, have you ran it past your spouse? How many months worth of stable income do you want to have in the bank? And when you're when it's just you, ask yourself this question honestly, how many months worth of stability do I want to have in the bank? Easily accessible before I make a leap. It, so it's an amount of time that translates into a dollar figure, right? right? And so you can do the math and think, okay, I've got six months now, if I can, you know, or a year, or whatever that comfort number is. So that's one thing I would encourage you to, to have in place. The other thing I would encourage, and this is kind of a human nature thing, but we're far better at transitions than we are about sudden changes. And actually, even some of the most brutal military leaders in history have applied that knowledge to human nature to really do some terrible things. You know, the whole frog in a pot, kind of, have you heard that? Yes. <laughs> right? Well, you can use that in a positive way too. 
Yeah. You drop a frog in a pot of boiling water and supposedly I've never seen it done, they'll jump right out. But you turn it on and heat it up real slow over time and they won't even know and you've cooked a frog. You can use that in a positive way too with this transition. Are there any creative solutions where you could slowly transition away from one? Hey, I'm thinking about maybe going part-time a few months from now or you know, I know you guys need me. I don't want to drop the ball on you. Just some open conversations. Although I would warn you when I tried to have those kind of conversations with my last employer... <laughs> They were very friendly during the conversation, but they weren't friendly the next day after they discussed it. They fired me. <laughs> so, you know, you can't always pull that one off easily. But if it, if the possibility is there, depending on what your relationship is with your employer, then you can start these gentle transitions, right? Or you can, you know, use your vacation time to make some extreme progress. Instead of your vacation being a vacation, your two weeks are, I'm going to really go all in and just get my business stable and, it can take you a little bit more time if all you've got is a few hours here and there. Okay. But as a, as a general rule of thumb, until you're at about 60 to 70% of your income, most people are pretty uncomfortable yeah. taking that step backwards into their own business. But what I can say is it will shock you. Two things will shock you when you go full-time. I've heard this consistently. It happened to me. When you go from working for someone else for a paycheck to having your own thing, no matter what the numbers look like, there's a couple things that are going to surprise you. One is days, if you think they go by fast now, you ain't seen nothing. <laughs> Weeks go by as fast as days used to. And you'd think, oh, I've got all this extra time now. No, the days just cook by. And that's been true for me for over 20 years now. I remember I haven't had a day that's just drug on. And I look at the clock and it's, it's only two. I look at the clock again an hour and a half later and it's 2.05. Like, <laughs> I haven't had a day like that in 20 plus years wow. because the time belongs to me now and it's more precious now and it just flies by. right? So that's one thing that's true. And the other thing is you can make a lot of progress very fast when that's all you're doing. <laughs> you can just... I yeah. mean, the stuff that used to take you a month is now taking you a couple days and you're just cooking through. And so now you're having to make decisions such as, how much time do I spend focused on learning versus doing? How much time do I focus on scaling versus getting in the weeds, getting my hands dirty? And right. So you're kind of figuring out, how do I manage my time? Because right now, it's find replants. Okay, they're piled up. Get them out of my house. And you can churn at that level for six to nine months comfortably. Period of intense focused effort, learning great lessons. You get a year and a half into that pattern and you're going to hate those boxes. You're going to hate Amazon. You might hate me. I'd appreciate you not sending me any hate mail. But you, it, just, it becomes tedious at that point. It's exciting and fun and cool and awesome now. It can start to become tedious and like it kind of takes over your life in ways that you resent almost if you don't scale, separate it, turn it into numbers on a piece of paper. Right. You know have a healthy routine, those kinds of things. So this is all me addressing that topic in kind of a random way, I know. But really, ultimately, a lot of it's just math. At what point can you reasonably pay the bills, meet the requirements, financial requirements, live at the same level of comfort you have, and, and completely move away from that other income source? At what point does that make sense? At what point can you go tell your current boss, I can't afford to work for you anymore? <laughs> right? Yes. Where is that? And only you can really kind of determine what that line is based on what sacrifices you're willing to make. And you may say, I don't want to make any sacrifices. Well, you wait until the income from your business is as big as the income from your current right. employer, which could take a significant amount of time. I'm giving myself five years. 
Oh, yeah, you'll have you'll be there way before then. I want to have at least a year in reserve and then consistent where I am at now. I'm very, I guess, conservative when it comes to it's like money. So I know it depends on the on the situation, but but yeah, like I, I said five years. I love my job. Like it's a love-hate relationship. You know, I have a great relationship with everybody that I work with, but it's it's just it's so much time on my life and it's it's becoming a lot. Like since mm-hmm. COVID, I've been working from home and working from home has been a million times more than working from the office. One of the tasks I could give you, one of the challenges, I mean, because it's pretty easy to figure out what you make per hour at the job you're at, how mm-hmm. many hours divided by the paycheck they give me, right? right? Do the same thing on your Amazon business and you're going to see you've scaled very quickly from making like yeah, 5 or $10 an hour to the point where, you know, just doing some rough math in my head, 20 hours, the margin, you know, I mean, you're 50 bucks an hour or so approximately, you know, and heading up quick. <laughs> right? Yeah. So at what point can you truly legitimately, is it a sacrifice? You're, you're harming your future self and the future financial possibilities that that you know, 10-year-old version of you could have by staying at your employer. As you start to do the math, I'm making so much more money here. Right. It's not just about that. You know, not only do you have your time freedom and the flexibility and, and the, the mobility, you could go anywhere. This is a business in your pocket. Pretty incredible. There's a lot of reasons to to cut ties at some point. And so it's just kind of keeping all those factors balanced in your head and then not being too... The thing that makes the thing that scares me, and we have people that do this, like, hey, I bought the Proven Amazon course, signed up for coaching and quit my job. What are we doing next? I'm like, wait, wait, you did what? What was that third part? <laughs> wait, hold on. <laughs> we don't offer that around here. We don't encourage it. You didn't hear that from us. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.